a man growing up with a cane pole in his hand. Like a fool to dream sitting down by the street that leads him to the corpus play. Give him a shotgun to please his mind. Give them quail a few reasons to fly. Living in the city just ain't for me. I want to go back to the country. Take me to Texas. I want to go down that Take me to Texas. I want to see how far this country goes. Take me to Texas. I want to go down that open road. Take me to Texas. I want to see how far this country goes. Fill up your coffee cup. Put the dog on the porch and turn up your radio. This is the Outdoor Zone with TJ and Cody Ryan, live from the bunkhouse. There's a place up ahead and I'm going just as fast as my feet can fly. Come away, come away, you get going. Leave the sinking ship. All right, welcome in. Welcome into the bunkhouse. Yeah, it's just an old tin shack on the back of the ranch, but we call it home every Sunday morning, 7 to 9 a.m. Central here on the Outdoor Zone live recorded podcast. My name is TJ Graney. In the bunkhouse with me now is The Beef. And he's here somewhere. Uh, Cody Ryan is out right now. He's uh, setting up for his first FLW tournament tour tour tournament in florida so he may chime in he may not but uh man he got there yesterday after a 18 hour drive down mm-hmm. to florida so we're not encouraged we're encouraging him to focus 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 on the first tournament of the season oh, yeah. for him anyway and uh yeah we got a bunch of ranch hands that get here early get the gate open for us fire up the old pot belly stove and uh man the weather's not bad here and Texas, I don't know what it's like everywhere else out there, but uh, on well, this morning, yesterday was nice. Yeah, today is really and there's starting there's off good, whole, isn't it? Whole, yes, sir. And a whole bunch of people out there are still without electricity. We got a house full out there at the barn, at the farm that is full of family and kids. And man, we, we love it. Um, but did, there's did you have outages power. out there? No, no. Okay, we didn't. No, either. We didn't have the ice that you guys. It man, it was, uh, it it didn't make it to us. You guys got crunched in Central Texas, and you know, but it, that storm is going across the country and whacking people. Yeah, but it's a little different because I, I liked uh, someone I heard him say it's called. You know how the last one was a snow apocalypse, right? Well, this mm-hmm. one they're calling the oak yeah. pop oak apocalypse. Because oh, it the took natural out, pruning of the oak trees. Is yeah, happened. I think it was God's way of doing, saying, "Hey, man, we need to trim these trees back. If y'all aren't going to do it, I'm going to step well, in." Well, and do it's it. it's sad because um, I have I saw pictures of people who had you know these beautiful trees in their yard that were just such an important part of their yard, and then they're gone. Well, I so, mean, it's I, not I usually, how, not normal works, when rain, just like subtle rain, is constant over a couple of days and it gets down below 32 and it just builds up ice on those 
big, long live oak well, branches. Those, and Yeah, those, I mean, our, our, um, our area is not designed for super cold weather or any kind of stuff like that. You go up north and the trees are just standing there going, okay. Yeah, yeah whatever. That's what we do. And <laughs> power lines are like, mm-hmm. Uh, hey, this segment of the show brought to you by McBride's Guns, our local full-service firearm dealer, family-owned and operated full-service full firearm dealer. If you're looking for a new shotgun, a rifle, personal carry, that's our friends over at McBride's can help you with that. You need a gunsmith? They got a gunsmith on staff. To repair and modify your firearms. Looking for a youth model, rifle, shotgun? They got them. McBride's Guns. You'll find them in the same place for years. Corner of 30th and Lamar. Call them 472-3532 or online at McBride'sGuns.com because McBride's Guns, they're our hometown gun shop. Hey, TJ, I was going to tell you, though, yes. uh, driving around all this oak apocalypse and down trees and all that, I said, you know what? I'm going to look on the bright side. I'm going to get my chainsaw, and I'm going to get my trailer, and I'm going to stack me up some good firewood. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. I don't want the branches, but I'll take the good stuff. Did you do it? Yeah, of course. I mean, first <laughs> I started with my neighborhood. It's a little weird, you know, after everything is cut up and it's put, the, I guess the city of Austin is going to come by eventually. And uh, pick up, at least everybody is kind of staging for that. I don't know if they know it yet, but they are, they're going to need to do it. And, uh, and so, every, you know, if there were large branches, like eight inches or something, then, man, those are cut up. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to cut those up and I'm going to put them on the trailer. And boom. Well, I'll tell you what, I like my fireplace. I go over there, I push a button, kapank. See, I can't propane fire. I can't believe you're okay with that. I mean, you were like Mister Fire. I had the the monster giant wood burning fireplace forever. Uh, Down here, we don't use fire. We don't rely on a fireplace. Right. And my uh, my kids, who their power went out and they needed a fire, and they had, you know. Bur- they were burning firewood like crazy and burning it and burning it and burning it and you know eventually that little area in their living room that it actually was designed to you know th- our fireplaces aren't designed to do what they do up north our fireplaces here are, are pretty much decorative yeah it's like and 10 percent efficient on heat and 90 yeah, percent inefficient just doesn't yeah. do what you know, a wood-burning stove would give you more heat than most of these beautiful, big, giant stone fireplaces that are built in houses around around here. And so I just thought to myself, okay, if I'm looking at what what is the most efficient way to create heat if power goes out? And I got a 500-gallon propane tank in that little, that little propane fireplace that I bought and installed. Uh, and w- without the blower, it didn't come with the blower. So the blower's an add-on that I'll, I'll add at some point. Um, dude, it heats up that huge barn in, uh, in no time at not even on high. So, you know, you just think through that stuff and I, I don't need power to run it. 
and I don't have to go outside in the cold rain, and I don't have to stack up stack up log after log after log uh, next to my house for years on end in case I need it. Man, it sounds like you've justified this whole thing out. You know, you and I disagree sometimes, as you as you know, and everybody out there. Cody's not on, so we can't really totally disagree. <laughs> He's all electric and no fireplace. I, I know, but in this in this particular case, I'm not ready to give it up. There's something in the oh, heart dude. that has cracking and noises and going and I getting know, firewood I I, and. I love that whole thing, and that's the that's the hard part for me is, you know, going to this system that I chose. That's the hard part for me is I love that part of it. I love the smell of it. I love, you know, my uh, my granddaughter came over, and they, you know, were in the dark for a couple of days before <laughs> they came over, and they and and her hair smelled like campfire <laughs> and you're like mm. and i curled up next to that little booger and i just said i said it smells like 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 heaven uh, <laughs> like mocha chocolate something i can't put my finger on it and then my daughter said she smells like firewood oh that's great like fireplace and i just man it was beautiful but i get anyway, it so i get it so shout out mm -hmm. shout out to everybody who's dealing with uh weather issues out there and, um, man, you know, it's either hot or it's cold. It's either raining or dry. Uh, hey, weather is just part of what we're going to deal with. And, of course, the people that had to uh, had power out, some of them had to struggle with the, like you, you were telling me, with the fridge or the, uh, you know, the deer meat, right? I mean, you've got your freezers full. What do you do with it? How long do you keep it? You know, that there are just all kinds of questions like that. So what, uh, as far as well, the it, amount of time that uh, I keep it, it's been about, I would say, two years. It seems like it lasts a little bit longer whenever we get the opportunity uh, to have it done by a processor where they really, really, I mean, they have great vacuum sealing, and that seems to take a different, but... You know, after I had that problem with my deep freeze where my uh, wife accidentally left the door slightly open because she put a cake in there and uh, it thawed out, you know, <laughs> or, or partially thawed everything out. And, of course, there was uh, blood dripping down on the cake. So that wasn't very good surprise for her in the morning. But... Anyways, after that, I put in these uh, these mobile alarms. So I hooked it up. It's lacrosse. Well, that, you know, that, was that we. Uh, I'm sorry, you're you're coming across a little funny there, TJ. You may want to. Can you hear me? Now I can. Yeah. Yeah. So my my thought was, uh, you know, what do we do with the deer meat? I know we've got a freezer full of. Well, why you why you are trying to figure that out? I'll just, this lacrosse mobile, man, I put in. Some people are dealing with issues, uh, everything out of the freezers, and it was done. Okay. So, hey, uh, hey, let's take a break and uh, come back on the flip side. Let's talk some fishing stuff. And, and uh, I got a bunch of stuff here in front of me that I want to talk about. Uh, Hawaii's got a bunch of uh, stuff going on. They got a, a guy that was out uh, fishing that 
disappeared and it's a it's an incredible story uh sad but incredible i want to hit on that when we get back so thanks for tuning in it's the outdoor zone live in the bunkhouse we'll be back right after this hello i'm forrest l wood and you're listening to the outdoor zone fish on it's finally here. Today's the day I had a 12.50 yards, 50 yards away. But I got another. Hey, welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone Live in the Bunkhouse. I'm TJ Graney. And uh, hey, now Maxwell Supercenter, the wait is over. Truckloads of new Chrysler Dodge Jeep Rams are headed our way during Nile Maxwell's sales event at the Nile Maxwell Supercenter all month long. The newest vehicles are showing up by the truckloads daily. And make no payments for 90 days and join the best of the best. And payment won't be due until March of 23. It's the biggest sale event of the year. And the inventory is right high right now at the Nile Maxwell Supercenter. So come pick out yours today. This is the big event for the biggest discounts, best financing offers, and Supercenter size selection. Head to the Nile Maxwell Supercenter. We'll sell more that we sell more than anyone else. 620 and 183 in Austin, or visit us online at the com. And oh my goodness gracious, there is a that new. Are you Ram. looking again? Are you? Truck. Oh, baby. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. I, my truck is, you know, I love my Ram. I'm not ready to do it yet, but man, it is, it is, some of those trucks now are just. I can't gorgeous. wait to. Be, it'll be interesting when we're talking about electric vehicles, trucks someday, right? When they're yeah, mainstream. well, it won't be me talking about it. I'm gonna be scrounging around trying to find a gallon of diesel. It was interesting yesterday. This is a country story. And then we'll talk a little bit about this fishing story in Hawaii. Uh, so I'm sitting on my front porch yesterday, just enjoying that the sun is out. Of course, you know, of and course, yeah. The weather's a little better, and. Uh, this truck comes sliding up on the other side of the fence, right on, and he pulls over to the side of the road, right in front of the farm. Really? And it's a diesel, and I don't hear his diesel running. He's pulling a horse trailer, huh. and then I hear. It's not good to run out of oh, a diesel. Mm. You ran out of diesel. So I walk over to the fence line, and he gets out of his truck, and I said, "You ran out?" He goes, "Yeah, I thought I'd make it, trying to do too much at once." And I said, well, hey, I got a five-gallon can. I'll uh, run to the back and get it for you. So I jumped in the Kawasaki and rode to the back, got five gallons of diesel and brought it up through the gate and out. And uh, he put it in his truck, and he said, yeah, my wife's going to be mad. I'm supposed to be at my son's basketball game in town. Uh, and I, But I thought I'd pull a horse trailer and pick up feed and, f and fill up this truck all at the same time. She said, you're doing too much. And apparently I have a full plate here and uh, so he put the five gallons in and tried a couple of times and it, it almost started and he thought well maybe i you know if you pull me maybe you can pull me up on level ground because he was kind of on the mm -hmm. landed on the in the bar ditch and uh i went and got my truck and right when i pulled out the gate he peeled off <laughs> and uh and uh he had asked me though he said hey can i take your can with me and I said, yeah, I was going to suggest you just 
take the can. And he goes, yeah, I'll fill it up and drop it back off on my way back through. And so later on that afternoon, I'm sitting out there, hear my dog, raw, 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 raw. I look out there and he's standing at my gate with a five gallon can of diesel fuel in his hand. I went out there and uh, shook his hand. I said, you make it to the basketball game? He said, yep, everything was good. Made it to the basketball game, got my feed. And uh, here's your fuel. You want me to carry it and put it, put it somewhere? And I said, oh, just give it to me. I said, but here, let me give you a copy of this Coyote's Heart book I just wrote. <laughs> How old's your son? He said, 12. I said, well, look at it. You might, you might think this will be just fine for him. And uh, we got a summer camp coming up. If you want to send him to summer camp, let me know. I guess God sent you he said, a, a new person. And he said, well, I, he said, well, I guess God didn't have me run out of gas for no reason at all. Oh, said, that's well, good, bro. To the country. That's right. Woo. Small town America. Where, where hey, it's all uh, good. So the, the U.S. Coast Guard and Hawaii County Fire Departments were searching for a fisherman who went overboard last Sunday. After hooking a massive tuna, Mark Niddle was reported missing on January 15th after a friend told police he was pulled into the ocean by yellow uh, by a yellowfin tuna, also known as ahi, 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 uh, which can weigh up to 400 pounds. This the fish is huge. Niddle, who was reported as being five foot ten, five foot ten inches tall and 185 pounds, said before he went overboard. According to police statement, his friend dived in after him, but Niddle was nowhere to be found. In a statement, the Coast Guard said that it had just now halted the search and rescue efforts. While it's never easy, an easy decision, the active search for a missing for the missing fisherman off the coast of Hawaii was suspended pending any new information. The search was halted on Thursday at 4 p.m. local time. Fisher said. There have been no updates in the case uh, since then. Rescuers spent 89 hours searching for Niddle, he noted, covering some 766 square nautical miles. Although such accidents are rare, experienced fishermen say the yellowfin tuna, which typically weighs around 130 pounds, is famously difficult fish to catch. If one makes a mistake, you could get pulled over and be along for the ride. So I have a couple questions here, if you don't mind. Dude. I mean, first of all, did, did he, did, when he was pulled in, did he hang on to the rod? Well, what you know what <laughs> what you see them doing is you see them wrap it around their hand when they're when the fish is closer to the boat. You uh -huh. know, they wrap it around their hand and they pull up. Yep. And uh I, I mean, I don't know. Unless the happened, rod got, maybe it got caught in his, uh, you know, jacket or caught in something where it was. Maybe his foot got caught up in it, on, you know. In the line and got pulled. Some, who knows, but. And I'm wondering uh, if they're wearing, you know, like one of those life preservers, um, you know, uh, that. You know. When you hit the water. How many people no, wear those? guys aren't fishing? on the back of those. I don't see guys on the back of those boats wearing life jackets. They're wearing. No. The. Uh, Bahama Bob's, you know, <laughs> Hawaiian shirt, or they're wearing a, typically they're wearing a long sleeve tee. Yeah. Right. And uh, keep the sun off and keep the, uh, keep the water. And he's just a regular old size guy. You know, he's, he's, he's probably a little bit, I mean, 185 pounds. 
Have you ever had that happen when you've That's been on a boat saying. and someone got pulled in or fell over? Mm-mm. I, I've I never had. I haven't I've had, seen I've, it either. I've had people fall fall overboard, you know. But that I've was on purpose when you gunned. Stuff. That was probably on purpose when you gunned the motor, right, and went, ha, 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 Cody, as he rolled off the back. No, man, you, that, that I'm like hyper protective about that. I, but you know, it's, it's, if it's, it's a dangerous thing. You get out there in that blue water, you get out there in the deep stuff mm-hmm. and, uh, man, that's like going into the deep, dark woods. So things can happen out there. You know, we have the old beefsteak disco family reunion every year. And now they've become addicted to getting down to Texas. And we went out to Canyon Lake. Yeah, because the lodging is cheap. Yeah, exactly. They just got to pay to get here. And uh, and then they got a tour guide that takes them all over and shows them That's cool right. stuff. But anyways, um, my sister, we had an incident where my brother-in-law decided it'd be funny to jump as I was speeding across Canyon Lake by the dam, it'd be funny to just dive out. And he just dove out the back. Nobody even knew it. Finally, my my grandson was like, hey, Uncle Rick just went out the back. You know, after a couple minutes. And so I uh, took me a couple, you know, minute to figure out what was going on and shut down the engines and then, you know, turn around and go, what's happening? And he said he ended up getting saved by a kayaker that was just happened to be coming off the shore and coming that way. He said that was the worst experience of his life. He thought he was going to die. He's a 50-something guy, and he went in there thought, oh, this is going to be no problem. My sister looked it up and said Canyon Lake is notorious for having heavy currents, you know, undercurrents because of the dam that's there in that area and sucks people down to the bottom of the dam. No, not necessarily. Spits but them out into the river on the other side. You know, that's so funny, but no, uh, what it is, it creates like an undertow current where you're going against it and you can't get where you need to go. You know, if you, you've been in a riptide, I'm sure before. Oh yeah. As much time. Well, that kind of creates that undertow and it just is really difficult. Um, so man, I, I agree. It, it it can be very dangerous out there on a boat and you got to be uh you got to be a little careful a little over you got to well, be overwatch someone's got to be in charge perfect example you know that's a a 50 something year old guy 50 something year old guy who is uh thinks he's a stud mm-hmm. and realizes that even he makes really stupid <laughs> choices yeah uh, which, you know, we all have been known to do. But a good Finding choice. affordable, top-quality health care is not a stupid thing to do. I'll true a health share, uh, but finding that for uh, sportsmen, entrepreneurs, something you can afford if you're self-employed, Altrua HealthShare is a 501c3 organization that's been sharing in medical needs for over 25 years. Altrua HealthShare is not insurance. However, it's a, however, it offers a power alternative to traditional insurance and skyrocketing cost. Altrua HealthShare is a health care sharing ministry, which means that members commit to a statement of standards which includes healthy lifestyle choices. Members can see almost any provider or facility 
You can find out how much you can save by going to myshare.org. Myshare.org. Get all the information on how true a health share. It is, it is a real option if you're trying to save money on your insurance or your health insurance or if you're just trying to get health insurance. This is a real option. Myshare.org. I'll true a health share where we care for one another. Okay, we'll take a break. Come back. News of the weird and uh, beef. You're going to love this one. It's right up your. It's probably the sport. If there's a sport that you had that you could participate in, I think this is it. I can't wait it's to hear. It's the Outdoor Zone, live in the bunkhouse, 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. Hey, I'm Randall Tharp, and I fish FLW. You're listening to the Outdoor Zone. Fish on. All right, welcome back, regulators. You're tuned into the Outdoor Zone, number one outdoor show in Texas. Uh, recorded live here on Sunday morning, 7 to 9, or podcast out to everybody 24 7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. Just type in the Outdoor Zone on your favorite podcast platform or go to theoutdoorzone.com and you can find us there. And uh, when Beefsteak's not. Uh, sitting around trying to figure out what's wrong with his old vehicle. <laughs> his wife tells him, you can't work on this. I only want Sun Automotive. You know, even Beefsteak at some point needs to have a vehicle repaired. And it can be fine. It can hard, be f- hard to find a mechanic that I trust. We use our friends at Sun Auto Service. Sun Auto Service is a family-owned and operated Auto and Repair Maintenance Company since 1978. Each and every person at Sun Auto works hard to demonstrate that they take pride in what they do. And we want to be the place you bring your vehicle anytime it needs scheduled maintenance or repairs. You know what? You want to go get yours repaired? Well, they have several locations. Mine is 405 West Slaughter Lane. Or you may use 1300 Medical Parkway, Cedar Park, 1403 Rivery Boulevard in Georgetown, and Lakeway at 1206 Ranch Road 620. Follow them on Facebook for great maintenance tips and specials every week. Just go to sunautoservice.com. All right, now it's time for our News of the Weird. Huh? Wild, weird, strange, and crazy things can happen in the outdoors. We seek them out and bring them to you each and every week. It's time for the Outdoor Zone's Outdoor News of the Weird. I, I don't see why I you think I would like this, but I can't wait to hear. <clears throat> well, Beef, you have the build for somebody who would choose this sport. Okay, let's hear it. You have the, you have the, I don't know. The physique? So, uh, you do and and so i uh i have a buddy who was born and raised in mason texas and uh you know they have little six-man football teams and yep. they have uh or back in the day they did i don't know what they have now they may be you know grown into a full-size football team but they competed with other smaller towns smaller and uh cool stuff yeah. beautiful stuff just absolutely incredible the mason stuff. mules uh, 
But one of the things that they did that, that where they competed statewide was tennis. Oh, God. They played tennis. And they had these incredible kids on there that won state competitions and parents were building tennis courts in their backyards in oh, Mason, yeah. Texas, just this little town, you know. And so there's this whole undercurrent of these, you know, radical, rowdy kids that are just tennis crazy cool. <laughs> and uh, so I'm not necessarily a tennis fan, you know, of course, you know, in the day of course, we, we all, we in followed, the you know, seventies, the and bad boys of tennis and, you know, John McEnroy, McElroy. Do you see that new McElroy Netflix and, uh, outline on him where they did a bio? Anyway, no, it brought back a lot of memories of uh, how they how they excelled up in the sport and became, like you said, the bad boys of it. Yeah, and it was so. Um, but right now they have the uh, Melbourne in Melbourne, uh, Australia. They're doing the Australian Open, and uh, it's an open court. You know, it's an outside court, mm -hmm. and uh, it's kind of near the seashore and. <laughs> They have these seagulls that are just circling all the time, <laughs> circling over and over. And one of the guys that was in the tournament, I guess he's like, uh, his name was uh, Alexander Xavier, Z Zaver, Zev, Zevrev. Uh, yeah, that sounds good. And this uh, <laughs> seagull flying over right in the middle of the tournament, blop right on his head oh, and uh, he stopped for a second then he walked over to the <laughs> sideline took a towel and wiped it off everybody was just laughing and he just kind of shook it off and went back in and what else do you do uh, when you get hit with a seagull uh, you just get a bomb dropped on you walk over there and <laughs> you know, and, 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 uh, around here and birds can be, birds can be a bit of a pest. You know, you get a bunch of birds flocking around and seagulls are just going to make messes. Pigeons, uh, you know, rock, rock dove or, uh, pigeons, whatever rock you want to call them. Yeah. They, uh, th they just, they do their thing. They make their mess. We got, uh, out here at KOZ world headquarters, we got a, a real nice sign and the, and the, uh, mockingbirds will sit on it and, uh, streak it up with white streaks down the side. Yeah, but they're uh, cool. But man, I was watching, you know. one of the things in central Texas that they have, that we have is a grackle and it's like a blackbird. Oh, looks like a blackbird. Kind of like a nastier. smaller than a crow, you know, but, and there's, they're just in thousands and thousands and thousands and they move around and they're, you know, they go, go out in the day and then they come back and they roost at night and they'll roost in a parking lot, you know, Walmart parking lot and just trash the parking lot. And a lot <laughs> of times they'll pick hotels and for years they've been trying to figure out ways to get them to move along. And, uh, I've seen, uh, and, and I've known companies that have contracts with hotels and it's like a lawn company, you know, and like two times a month they'd go over there and they'd flush the grackles <laughs> and they used lights and they used what almost like firecrackers sounds to get them to move on, go somewhere else to wow. somewhat, you know, somewhat success. Um, but the, uh, I was somewhere the other day, I think it was maybe a grocery store and there was 
thousands of them around. And the lady used a laser, just a little red pin uh-huh. dot laser, and it would flush them like crazy. You think she focused she'd just them be on their walking eye? Along and she'd, <laughs> she'd just be walking along and wiggle it in the area where they were, and they'd just go and fly away. And I just thought, well, that's a large improvement from where we were all those years ago. Have you seen the ones like on the buildings or the crosswalks where they have <clears throat> installed the razor sharp spikes that, that sit up in yeah. the air like that? And they, they got, got poop all over them. They got poop and uh, and blood all over them. Yeah, you know that's the old days, right? Ah. Blood all over them. They have blood all over. Oh them. man, come on! You don't think that they, that there's been a couple birds that have been skewered? You know, I watch that. I watch a lot of those uh, rebuild, rescue, rebuild shows, and uh, a lot of times they're uh, airplanes. These guys will go, and and it interestingly to me, um, at little airports all around America, there's abandoned airplanes all over the place. We have them out here in our little town, little abandoned airplanes. Wonder what Wind happens. Engines. It's not because of like a bird strike or something, is it? I mean, no, they, they just... they're just abandoned airplanes, huh? And anyway, it's a, uh, it's an interesting, it's an interesting um, phenomena. And but what happens is a lot of times, birds get in there. Birds get in the in the engines and up inside there, and they're full of nasty bird poop and stuff inside of them just super nasty stuff tell you what if you want to see a mess um have a owl hang out in your uh deer stand in your deer stand yeah oh my god an owl or uh, <laughs> that's the worst is an owl or just... uh yeah i guess it's i guess it's been owls or buzzards but uh, I've had some owls get in the, uh, the deer stand and, but the interesting thing, if you got an owl poop in your deer stand is looking through the poop to see what he's been eating. <laughs> you, you just kind of thumb through it and just try well, to finger because, it out. Cause you find all kinds of like, you know, the skull, a lizard skull or uh, a mouse <laughs> skull or, uh, people collect owl poop and for all kinds of scientific reasons they check all kinds of boxes in the scientific world's uh question and answer hey uh i want to uh talk about you know cody took off and he's gone out on to the uh first first event of the uh tour for the uh, FLW tour and uh, and I'm butchering the name of the tour but he's in Florida this week and um, but he had to do some maintenance on his boat and we talk about uh, parts view parts com on the show he's, he's uh, sponsored by parts view they do some uh some stuff with us here on the show. They're one of our sponsors here on the show. And it's an incredible, it's an incredible, um, man, it's way just to easy. buy parts. Yeah, I did it. 
And if Beefsteak can do it, you know, Cody likes to say that. If Beefsteak can do it, anybody can do it. But it is easy. And so they have thousands of parts for your boat, any kind of boat, any kind of make, any kind of model. And if you need maintenance on your boat, you order the oil change kit, and it comes with everything you need, including any gaskets and uh, filters. Everything that you need is in one kit. And I think it's just a brilliant way to take care of your boat. And uh, they also have a lot of how-to videos. They have a lot of... um, uh, they have a blog and a vlog that they do and tons of great information on uh, how to take care of your boat and the different maintenance tips and tips and tricks. Well, I just think, you know, how boats are separate from the outboards. And I just think it's so easy. If you go on there, you could just look for the outboard motor and then it will put together a kit for you if you want to do the full winterization kit. And I just thought that was so cool. And it's easy to navigate. You go Mercury. There you go, 150. And it tells you, do you have this model or that model? What does it look like? Does it have a, you know, real tall uh, cap or hood on it? Or is it smaller? Or does it in the, yeah, and it just it's, makes it easy for somebody that isn't a boat nerd and, uh, and doesn't do year-round boating like, you know, like Cody does. But anyways, they make it really easy. And all you got to do is go to Parts View. That's P-A-R-T-S-V-U dot com and set it up. All right. That's our buddies at Parts View. Thanks for being a sponsor of the show. Hey, we want to uh, invite you back when we come back on the other side. It's Game Warden Field Notes. You only get it one place. Live in the bunkhouse, 7 to 9 on Sunday mornings or 24-7, 365. TheOutdoorZone.com. Howdy everybody, Kevin Fowler here, hanging in the bunkhouse with my buddies TJ and Cody Ryan, only on the Outdoor Zone. Hey, alright, welcome back, it's the Outdoor Zone, live in the bunkhouse. I'm TJ Granny, your host. Uh, here in the bunkhouse, the Outdoor Zone, we're always shopping from Mother Nature's grocery store, fresh and delicious meats of every flavor, venison, pork file, and even delicious bass. Post your shopping pictures on our Facebook page, the Outdoor Zone, the Outdoor Zone. Love to see what you guys are hunting and fishing for out there. Hey, uh, our friends over at Keystone Bank offer you the experience You can experience the value of community banking where local matters. Come join the bank of choice for Austin community members, families, and entrepreneurs. We're Keystone Bank, founded by Jeff Wilkinson and his team, operated right here in Austin, Texas, by locals just like you. That's why we're so invested in our community and its success. When you bank with Keystone, you'll enjoy the local relationship-based service that sets us apart. Banking at your fingertips, anywhere, anytime. To learn more or get started with the Keystone account, visit one of our locations in person, 11,500 Bee Caves Road, West Austin, 500 Pressler Street in downtown Austin, or 900 Hutchins Avenue in beautiful Ballinger, Texas. Or just go to the website, keystone.bank, for all the information. Keystone.bank, for all the information. That's our buddies at Keystone Bank. Now it's time for your Game Warden Field Notes. Bad thoughts. 
These are the stories of the brave and courageous men and women of law enforcement, defenders of the outdoors. These are true Game Warden Field Notes. This is from Texas. Yeehaw! Uh, after assisting with a manhunt, a Falls County game warden was returning home when another vehicle cha- changed lanes abruptly, almost striking his patrol vehicle. The warden initiated his emergency lights for a traffic stop, but it took almost a mile for the driver to pull over to the shoulder. Upon contact, he noticed the driver was under the influence During the standard field sobriety test, the driver asked several times if he could just be taken home or if someone could pick him up. The warden explained that the test revealed an absolute level of intoxication, three times the legal limit, and he was going to be arrested for driving while intoxicated. The driver became very emotional and sat down on the shoulder, refusing to be placed in the patrol car. With the assistance of a deputy, the warden spoke with the driver for a few minutes, and the driver finally agreed to get in the deputy's patrol vehicle. Once at the jail, staff immediately recognized the driver. Just a week before, the driver had been arrested and released for another driving while intoxicated charge. Wow. Someone didn't didn't learn, did they? That old boy needs to be... So that's a game warden that did a locked up. So a full yeah, stop, and a lot and, of their vehicles are labeled state police now. Oh yeah, I did vehicles. see that. That's mm-hmm. kind of cool because they really are right. They're under. Aren't Man, they? dude, though they can go, they can do anything. Law enforcement, they can go on. You know. Well, in fact, we teach during, gates and, during Hunter's Head. We teach that they have probably the most rights of anybody in law enforcement because they can go on a property if they if there's some misjustice or some indication that there may be a, you know a wildlife problem or illegal hunting or poaching or lights or anything they go on the property. So no problem. My qu- my question is, do you know your game wardens? You got a deer lease that you hunt on. You got two game wardens out there. I'm pretty sure. You know them. Uh, lunch yet? Man, met you, with them. You caught me. You have caught. I me can't believe solid. with all that you do that you don't know your game wardens. Well, you know it's kind of interesting because you know there's two worlds to that, right? The general world says, "Oh crap! Here comes the game warden." He's coming in the gate and, you know, the, 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 the tales of him arriving on our deer lease, you know, you got to drive all the way down that big long lane, get back to the back, back to the house. And I don't know why, but it puts a little bit of, it should you nervous, nervous. You get nervous and there's no reason for uh, it. I'm not doing anything wrong, but yeah. why, why is that? Why do all I, I, of the majority. Jeff's not on your deer lease anymore. You don't got to be nervous. <laughs> so, uh, so how so, did you, how did you overcome that? I mean, have you always been that way where you wanted no, to get in good with the, but for the last, 
I mean, as far back as I can remember, I, 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 when I lived inside the city limits in Austin, I knew my game wardens man, and I met with them. I'm going to have to and level my game up a little bit now. So here I'll, I'll tell you, I'll give you a tip though. I'll give you a tip. So mm -hmm. uh, yes, I, out here at the farm, I know my game wardens. I got their phone numbers in my phone. Uh, I've had them call me. I've called them. I'm sure uh, you send them pictures of dead carcasses and uh, you know, gut we piles. Just, we work together. I, you know, I'm pretty much a game warden. I just didn't go. And we also have a KOZ <laughs> boy who is a game warden. But here's my here's yeah. my what a lot of uh, ranchers and farmers will do, deer deer lease owners, is they'll give the local game warden a spot on the deer lease. I'm you know why that, that is? Uh, no, I don't. So it's because then he's invested in that deer lease and he's going to keep an eye on it and he's going to be listening and watching and maybe going by there and checking on things every once in a while. And, uh, so do you, feel I like, love that. You feel the same way about the, knowing the biologist, the wildlife biologist for the area. That's the only person I've met is because you know, I, mean, I want to you know, know the biologist about is the biologist is great. If you're going to use, if you need a biologist or if you're doing something with the biologist, but I, I'm, I'm interested in hanging and I, I'm not down any of the biologists, man. I mean, they're, we need them too. Cause they're giving us the facts to run on. Um, but I'm, I'm just talking game wardens. I'm just saying, I like those guys. I like them being around. I like hanging around them. And I too, you know, I too used to, until I had a nephew who was a cop, until I started meeting game wardens and, you know, riding with them and doing articles on them and, you know, these are just guys like you and me. They're, they're no different. They oh, just, that's true. They're, they're hyper vigilant in doing their job They're They have a very important job that they're law enforcement. They're any, like any of our buddies who are cops. You know, we did, you know? uh, we did a hunt out in, uh, Edwards County, you know, out towards, uh, Junction and Telegraph and south of Kerrville. And the game warden came out and talked to the kids and talked to us. And, of course, I had to take him to the side and ask him, you know, my standard 20 questions or until he finally gave in and said, I got to go. <laughs> but uh, he, I was asking him, what, you know, what do you, what do you do? I mean, what are your hours? How much? He goes, yeah, you actually have to be real careful being a game warden to not let it lap over because you could spend 20 hours a day doing your job out there if you wanted to. Oh, yeah. At different times. Oh, yeah, goes, I'm sure. And I said, so what? what's the thing that you do the most right now? He goes, well, lately I've been getting on a kayak and going down the Llano River. He said, you wouldn't believe how much, how many um, people are doing the real quiet kayak, you know? And uh, he'll pull up on them and ask for their... Uh, how things are going and look at what they're doing. I mean, he said you wouldn't believe the amount of people that throw down their rods and just run, just run. They throw everything, just leave everything. Can you imagine? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> now is and that out over there and pick it up? Yeah. Yeah. He goes, I could do that all day long. He goes, I could spend six, seven hours, eight hours on the, on the river, just going up and down unbelievable well hey let's take a break a shout out there to our uh, men and women 
in uniform, Amen. whether they're yep. on the front front lines as uh, the police department, game warden, state police. Uh, uh, it doesn't matter to us, man. We stand with you. We believe in you. We support you. And like so many other, there are so many out there who don't, you know, treat you right with the respect you deserve. We do. And so you need a backup. You need something. You just look at us, nod. We'll we'll fall in. We'll fall in. You guys are the point riders on this cattle drive, and so uh, we believe in you. All right, it's the Outdoor Zone. On the flip side, we'll come back. Uh, we're going to talk about our favorite outdoor YouTube channels and some of these crazy ones that are going on. The, the top one is just it's going to blow your mind. We got our Peter report so much more. It's the outdoor zone live in the bunkhouse 24, seven, 365 at the outdoor zone.com. <laughs> 